What is up, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Stay Tranquilo podcast, where we're here to help you stress a little bit less and enjoy a whole lot more. I'm here with Danny Rod, a.k.a. I don't know. Do you have a nickname? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not no nickname. I'm, here with da- <laughs> I'm here with Danny. Um, we're going to get into a little bit about, you know, some of the ventures that Danny's got going on. But before we get into it, if you want to introduce yourself and tell the people a little bit about yourself. Sure, yeah. Um, my name's Danny. Uh, I'm the co-founder of Blue Missions. Uh, I was born and raised in Miami, grew up here, still live here. Um, and I'm, you know, passionate about connecting people to purpose. You know, that's kind of been my thing, you know, helping people find out what they're being called to do. And, you know, through my different ventures, I've kind of made sure that that's a part of it. Oh, yeah. I love that. So, I, you know, you went to Columbus, I went to Columbus, we didn't really know each other, but we connected uh, later on, obviously, I've known about Blue Missions, and we'll get into into Blue Missions now in a little bit, but, um, you know, I've known Danny now for a few months, like, for the, for the better part of it, I've known of you, obviously, through Blue Missions, and, and heard a lot about it from Columbus, and a lot of my friends that have been a part about it, um, but Blue Missions is obviously, like you said, something about serving a... Uh, um, a bigger purpose and, and giving to the community. Can you tell people a little bit about Blue Missions, how it came to be, and essentially what it entails? Yeah, for sure. So Blue Missions, Blue stands for Building Love Uniting Everyone, and that's really at the core of everything that we do. And the origin story of Blue Missions, you know, takes us back to 2007, where when I was a junior at Columbus, um, you know, I had a service hour requirement. And my dad had participated on a few mission trips in the past, and he had been trying to get me to go. I had said no a few years. Yeah. And then eventually I was like, you know what, I'll go. I got to get these service hours done. Um, you know, I was kind of disappointed at first because uh, my birthday fell right in the middle of the trip. And, you know, I was a typical teenager, uh, you know, wanting to do his own thing. And, you know, I'd rather be back at home with my friends in Miami Yeah, of course. Uh, for my birthday than in a mountain without air conditioning, you know, working manual labor, hard labor. Didn't seem like the ideal way to spend the birthday, yeah. Um, So just looking at it from that frame, you know, I was disappointed going into it, but all it took was, you know, 48 hours to fall in love with the experience. And that was a mission trip to the Dominican Republic uh, to work in a small village called Venu Arriba. Um, In that town, we were working together with the community to build a water system for about 50 families. Um, So what that entails is bringing fresh water from a higher altitude uh, down to a community where these residents live, where the population lives. And the work includes building a dam, building a reservoir tank, digging trenches with picks and shovels, mixing cement, uh, gluing pipe. And then, you know, it kind of culminates on that last day, usually when that water shoots through that pipe and the entire community is gathered. So that's kind of where... I learned about the water crisis, you know, I was in shock. I didn't even know that people were living without clean water. And I was just kind of, you know, mind blown that, you know, how can I be 16 years old and, you know, there's still a billion people living without clean water, you know, and I had never heard of it, not in school, not from TV, not from anything. Um, So being there, living that experience, connecting with the locals really opened my eyes and the, the entire experience was fun. You know, imagine a 10-day camping trip with your friends, no distractions, you know, just being present in the moment. Uh, someone wakes you up or the, you know, when the, when the gallinas, uh, you know, do their thing in the morning, the gallos, um, yeah. th- that's what you wake up to, right? And, you know, it's nice to be able to disconnect from the hustle bustle that we have in our everyday lives. Um, 
and I was 16 at the time. So, you know, it wasn't, you know, that wasn't when Blue was created, but it planted right. that seed inside of me. Um, and it led to me returning back with this organization called Life Omissions. Okay. Um, three years in a row. And then after those three years, I was studying at FIU, studying finance and international business. Um, the organization needed space for new volunteers. So they politely kicked us out. Um, and, you know, they didn't really, I always say it that way, but uh, the founder of Life Omissions is uh, one of my greatest mentors. He's also a Columbus grad. Oh, okay. His name's Albert Perez, class of 1984. Yep. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, he knew that my interest had been piqued and he knew that there could be more impact. So when I approached him with the idea of creating uh, a new group that would focus on engaging with our youth and, and giving them the opportunity to go on these trips, um, he was all for it. And he helped my sister and I kind of co-found Blue Missions nice. um, and gave us a lot of support. You know, we learned a lot from him early on and we were kind of built in their mold. Um, so that was in 2010 uh, when Blue Missions was founded. And uh, since then, we've done over 150 projects, impacted over 35,000 people through clean water and sanitation um, and taken over 3,000 volunteers to live that experience. You know, and that's I always tell people our mission is 50 percent clean water and sanitation but 50% connecting volunteers to purpose. You know, so we want, you know, we believe that by being present, by working alongside the locals um, hand in hand, by making friends that are dealing with this situation, you can be a lot more empathetic to right. a lot of different global issues. Um, and that can inspire you to come back home and pursue your own dreams of, you know, impacting the world in a positive way. Hell yeah, that's awesome. And when, when you started, um, kind of what was that, that initial step? Were you leveraging off the original organization or... You started from from scratch and had to find volunteers. Like, wh where were you finding these initial volunteers when you started? Yeah, the the beginning years of Blue, you know, it was never created with the idea of it becoming what it is today. Yeah, you know, it was built as a means to give myself and my friends and my family the opportunity to keep doing this each summer. You know, our idea was, hey, we'd fundraise a few thousand dollars each year. Yeah, just the and the then we'll of go you. on this camping trip with our friends in the summer, do some good. Um, and have a great experience. Um, and then demand just kind of soared. You know, people wanted Like word experience. of mouth, people started hearing what you were doing and they wanted to be a part of it? Yeah. Most of our volunteers, over 50% of our volunteers have come back for a second experience with us. And the things w about these trips is that when you go, it's like, it's kind of like when you watch your favorite movie, right? You're, at, you're with all your friends and you're like, oh, what movie should we watch? And, and you guys decide, you know, you recommend your favorite movie and you're kind of looking at your friends to see how they react to your favorite movie. If they laugh at the same parts yeah. that you laugh at, if if they like it just as much as you did. Um, it's one of those things that you just want to share with everyone. You know, so once you experience it, you come back home and you start thinking, man, I would love to do this with my sister, with my friends, with right. my family, with whoever it may be. But yeah, usually when you come back the next time, you're bringing along more people with you. So it kind of just kept growing. You know, we took 10 volunteers our first year, then 20 in our second year, then 35, then 60, yeah. then 150. <laughs> and it just kind of kept growing year over year. That's crazy. Um, until it, you know, got to the point where we needed to hire full-time staff and, you know, really focus on, on taking this to another level and impacting more lives. Yeah. So when, at this point, is it only focus? I know a lot of the focus is towards high school students, right? Yeah. Um, is that still the way that it works? As I know, obviously, you guys are involved with Columbus High School, Westminster, um, which for any listeners that are outside of Miami, these are a lot of local high, uh, high schools here in the Miami area. Um, but uh, right now, is that the focus? Is it generating, you know, high school students to kind of, like you said, fulfill their purpose and serve something bigger than themselves? That was definitely the origins of it. 
you know, right now we have programs for all age groups and all demographics. You okay. know, we, we want everyone to have this opportunity, yeah. right? So we have trips that are specifically targeted towards high school students. Um, we have trips specifically for university students. We have custom trips where families get to go together and travel. Um, you know, religious organizations, um, you know, come to us yeah. to help them facilitate service missions as okay. well. Uh, so there really is something for everyone. Um, and although, you know, it kind of, it started with just our age group, right? We w and we started aging out of our own trips. <laughs> and yeah. that's where we started adding these all age trips once we graduated college. Makes and we sense. still wanted to keep going. Yeah. Um, but the low hanging fruit, you know, the opportunity lied in our age group and our demographic once we created Blue Missions and it's kind of just expanded from there. Nice, nice. So when you started, you started Blue, right? It took off to the point that it is, right? And you're here at this point today with the Blue Missions. Where, what, what is the next step for Blue, right? You've gotten it to this point where you have over, you know, 150 plus um, volunteers every trip or every year. Um, where, where, where do you see it going? Because obviously, like the, the the big issue is the issue with clean water, right? And that's yeah. that's a global issue. Um, how can Blue uh, be more involved in that global issue, and how can it expand to kind of serve a larger area outside of the Dominican Republic and the projects that, that you guys are doing out there? Yeah, there's a lot of opportunities. You know, our, our mission is to end the water crisis in our lifetime. You know, so there, this is a major issue. This is yeah. one in every 10 people are dealing with this on a daily basis. And it's kind of hard to comprehend. You know, I think that was yeah, one of the coming from America, things. we don't even yeah. think twice about it. We turn on the sink, we put a cup of water under there, or we touch our fridge and it pops out water for us. So 100%, you know, and I think going over there and seeing it, makes a big difference, you know, as opposed to just reading about it in a textbook. Yeah. Um, but Blue, you know, obviously that's our overarching goal to end that water crisis in our lifetime. There's plenty of organizations like Blue Missions that are taking this on as well. And, you know, we don't see it as competition. We see them as allies uh, helping us get to that same goal. Yeah. Um, in terms of growth and plans and, and how we can make more of an impact, uh, we're definitely working a lot on our educational side uh, here domestically where we can, you know, like I told you before, I didn't know a water crisis exists until I got on a plane, drove four hours into the mountains, yeah. and lived that for 10 days. Uh, we want to change that, you know. So we want to bring uh, new types of education uh, to our students, you know, whether it be middle school, elementary school, high school, college, offer different programs here locally that start introducing, you know, our youth, our community to these global issues that exist. And if we can start introducing them to those issues, maybe it piques some interest. Maybe it motivates them to study something specific, you know, when they go to college yeah, culture, yeah. um, or to develop their own ideas. So definitely in, in 2022 and then over the next three years, we're going to be focusing a lot on our local education. So based base off of that, you think one of the, the best solutions towards, you know, achieving that is more an issue of, of awareness and or lack of awareness and then manpower, right? So the more people that are educated about the issue, the more people that get involved in this issue, it allows us to basically just cover a larger surface area to kind of achieve what Blue's doing in the in the Dominican Republic, but at a larger at a larger scale, right? Of course, yeah. I, I believe that we all have a role. Uh, you know, we all have a role to play in this ecosystem of giving. We all have unique talents. We all have unique passions, you know, and it's kind of, being able to take a step back and look at yourself as a complete being, as a person, and, and figuring out where you fit, yeah. you know, in this ecosystem of giving, you know. So that's a big part of what we're trying to help people get to, you know, whether you're a graphic designer who does pro bono work for a nonprofit or 
a lawyer that files a trademark, you know, for an organization or a missionary that, you know, dedicates your life to service. It doesn't matter where you fall in that spectrum. Yeah. Um, but it's important that we all seek it out because it's not always going to just hit you in the face. Yeah. You know, you have to kind of be conscious about it. And if you don't know it exists, how are we going to solve it? Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, I'm someone that wants to start a nonprofit, right? I, I've heard about Blue or I haven't heard about Blue, but starting a nonprofit is something that, that has been of interest to me, right? Where would someone start if they wanted to start a nonprofit? Um, you know, what are some of the necessary steps that they would need to take to start a nonprofit? Um, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's supporting clean water, you know, whatever that nonprofit may be. Um, what are something that, that, that they may have to do to get that started? It all starts with mission and vision. You know, the mission is the guiding light for any organization. Um, and to get to that mission, you know, this is kind of the advice that I give a lot of people that ask that similar question. Yeah. You know, you have to figure out what it is that you're attracted to, what, what makes you feel the most alive, um, and then go research that, you know, and what is research? Research means looking up organizations in your local community that are addressing the issue that has captivated you. Yeah. Um, once you do that, you can go in and volunteer with these various organizations and see the things that you like, the things that you see are working better, the things that you don't want to do. Um, and you go formulating your vision for your organization, but it has to be centered around impact, you know, around, you know, you have to pick what, what kind of demographic you want to serve, you know, what's the audience. Um, I'm someone who believes that the more hyper-focused you can be um, as an organization, whether it's a for-profit or a non-profit, the more success you're going to have. You know, I, I, we talk about it here, you know, where we want to spend 90% of our time as an organization doing what we do best. Yeah. And although there's a lot of different things that we would love to do, uh, by being hyper focused, it allows us to be the very best at what we do. Definitely, hell yeah, I love that. Um, so, you have other ventures that that you've kind of ventured out to um, outside of um, Blue Missions. You started uh, an agency called uh, Cultura, right? Uh, which is K U L, the number two R A. Um, first off, where did that uh, name come out uh, come from? Like you know, with the number two in it. And then tell us a little bit about, you know, what the agency does and, and some of the work that, that you guys have go, going on. Yeah, the name came from, you know, just uh, the word culture, right? You know, being in Miami, yeah. you know, with so many different cultures, you know, it's a melting pot for so many different communities. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we wanted to name this company something that represented who we are. Um, and at the same time, we believe that the culture is what dictates how the world moves. You know, the culture determines what's popular, what's cool, uh, what's in, what's not. Um, and we, you know, this agency is built around making kind the new cool. You know, we cool. are bringing our experience from the nonprofit sector and how we've uniquely approached uh, growing Blue Missions, you know, with an emphasis on marketing and branding and things that traditional nonprofits, you know, really don't pay attention to. Um, we've had a lot of success implementing those things at Blue Missions and uh, together with our creative director at Blue Missions, uh, Leslie Ramos, um, you know, we kind of joined forces and said, hey, why don't we create an agency that'll work with brands, work with companies uh, to create social impact campaigns, you know, that can educate, you know, the masses, that can impact the culture in a way, you know, where we can make kind the new cool. Um, nice. So that's kind of the core of our business. Um, we're a content creation house. Uh, we specialize in video production, um, audio production, and helping brands create that content and hopefully bringing some of our expertise on how they can bring impact into their, uh, you know, kind of have them focus on the triple bottom line 
you know, people, profits, and the planet, um, and figuring out creative ways to share those stories. Oh yeah, I love that. And um, for Cultura, what what is the vision? Is it to continue, you know, just on the creative side, or do you see like a bigger a bigger project? Obviously, you were able to scale out Blue Missions. Um, what's what's the vision for for Cultura? Yeah, the vision for Cultura is, you know, in terms of long-term planning, three to five years, you know, we'd like to be our own media house. You know, we want to create our own original content. We yes. have different ideas, concepts that we want to pursue. And right now, uh, we're pitching them to brands, um, hoping that, you know, they see the value in that as well. Um, but we'd love to own some of this content that we're producing um, and be able to be a hub for social impact content, um, you know, similar to Vice um, that has their department of impact um you know we see a unique position you know we believe that this next generation coming up you know gen z uh they really do care they care about the products they buy and they care about what those brands support and what they stand for um and you know social impact there's a lot of powerful stories to share that really create movement and create change um and that's what we're most most excited about okay oh yeah i love that that's awesome um something that that and you know, I think I think what you're doing is awesome between the Blue Missions and, and I think the Cultura, um, you know, for some of you that can't see what I'm seeing, they've done an awesome job designing this place and I think it's super cool and they're 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 behind the you know, the design of the podcast. So for anyone looking for for help in this department, I highly recommend them. Like speaking from, you know, personal um uh from my own personal self. But um something that, that as an entrepreneur, right, that you are, you're a young entrepreneur, um, you've been an entrepreneur now for, for a few years, right? Um, there's a lot of moving parts that get into to, to starting a business and, and growing a business once, once you get it off the ground, right? You know, between the financial aspect of it, you know, building a team around you that's, that's passionate just as much as you are, maybe not just as much as you are, but they believe in the same, you know, uh, story and passion and, and kind of drive that, that you're based off of, right? Um, but one thing to me that is not spoken about enough is life outside of, of business, right? Like, you know, what do you do outside of work, you know, outside of Blue Missions, relationships, things around that nature, right? And that's something that, to me, you know, I see from the outside in, I think you do a really good job of, of kind of, um, you know, juggling a little bit of, of everything. I mean, you got two businesses going on, you have a relationship, um, you know, you have a personal life outside of, outside of work. How does one, you know, starting a business juggle a little bit about, um, you know, getting the business going, but also, you know, taking time for you and taking kind, you know, to, to enjoy things outside of, of work and, and, and your business. Yeah. Ba balance is key, you know, figuring out that balance. It's, it's not the easiest thing to do. Like you're saying, you know, it's yeah. very easy to say yes to a lot of things and to get overwhelmed and to just try to be able to deliver all the things that you're committed to. Yeah. Um, but it's what you prioritize, right? Wherever you dedicate your energy, your time, your mindset is where you're going to go. Um, so if you prioritize, you know, b having that balanced life, you know, you can achieve it. Yeah. Um, on a personal level, uh, I've learned to say no to things. You know, I've learned uh, not to worry about FOMO <laughs> or, or different things in yeah. <laughs> kind of in that space. Um, being organized is important, you know, having systems in place and, you know, for example, uh, every day I, I start my day by walking over to the beach and, and meditating, yeah. you know, and kind of starting the day off on the right foot, seeing the sunrise, uh, putting myself in a mental state 
to be able to succeed and to do my best. Um, and that's something that I won't compromise. You know, if we need, are there days where maybe it's cloudy outside or you don't want to get out of bed? Yeah, there's obviously days like that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, you have to build that consistent habit uh, in order to really implement it into your life and make it something that positively, positively affects your life. Um, and then the systems you place, you know, another example would be, you know, I like to take my meetings between Tuesday and Thursday, you know, and schedule it that way to know that, you know, on Mondays and Fridays, I can be a little bit more flexible. And there's little kind of tricks like that that you can implement, especially when you have multiple things going on yeah. uh, to be able to make sure that you're uh, doing each of those things to the best of your ability and also, you know, having the, the peace of mind, um, you know, and a reduction in stress that can come with these commitments and these obligations. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think one of the hardest things is like, and, and something that, that you just kind of touched on, it's, it's, it's the, the stress factor that goes into this, right? We can get very caught up in worrying about all the different tasks that we have at hand, you know, whether it's work, whether it's our relationships, whether it's family, friends, right? I think you touched on it. It's like the power of saying no, right? It's about Val, you know, putting what our what we value most and making that our priorities, right? Obviously, things that are important of us are our business, right? Because that's you know what gets us to the next level, right? But it's also about finding that time for you, right? And one of the things that you said that you do is every morning you go to the beach, or at least you try to, and 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 you meditate. What does that practice of meditation uh, look like to you, right? I think the practice of meditation is different to everyone. And I think more and more people want to learn how they can practice meditation at, at some capability to manage stress, to get their head a little bit, um, you know, more leveled. Um, what does that practice look like to you? Yeah, for, for me, I've always felt most connected and in tune when I'm in nature, right? So I know beach or mountain, I know that's coming up at some point. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> um, you can knock it out now if you yeah, want. Yeah, <laughs> the beach, uh, you know, it's serene, it's calming, it's peaceful, yeah. it's powerful. It has all these characteristics and what my meditation looks like is, you know, just kind of setting up on the sand, putting out the blanket, uh, sitting there with my legs crossed, uh, good posture, good position, um, shutting, you know, closing your eyes, um, nothing in your ears, you know, no sound or anything besides the ocean waves or anything like that. Yeah. And then being disciplined enough to stay in that in that state, you know, th your mind is going to run in so many directions and definitely when I started meditating I would you know I was nowhere near had nowhere near the range or the ability to yeah. to go for as long as I can now um, but it's you know it's not when your mind does drift when you're meditating it's not about being upset about that your mind is drifting exactly. it's about just no realizing it yeah it's about just realizing it and and pulling yourself back into the state of meditation um, you know box breathing is something that I've used before you know what's what's box breathing it's taking, you know, a, a set, usually two a very deep breaths, back-to-back, uh, -back, you know, kind of, you know, there's some research done that, that can, you know, temporarily reduce stress or, you know, if, if you're in a tense moment, um, you know, so there's a lot of different kind of techniques uh, to do that, but I think consistency is the most important thing, Definitely. you know. Yeah, I mean, I started meditating, I want to say, like, like five, six years ago. Um, and when I was my most consistent is when I was in, you know, my best mental s space, 1000%, mm -hmm. just less reactive. Um, things came to you more naturally. I don't know if that's something that, that I don't know if you've ever noticed that, like just that energy shift where 
things align or they seem to be more in align with, you know, what you want, what you want to achieve, or they make more sense. Um, I mean, they could be the same things that would have happened, but they just feel that way. Right. Um, when you stop meditating, you kind of feel that shift, right? It's like a, I don't know how else to put it, but it's like an energy shift, right? Mentally, physically, your body reacts a certain way when you take the time to kind of like look within, right? What do you recommend to someone that, you know, they're just starting to meditate, right? They have that aspect of the mind bouncing around and it's really hard for them to focus. How does one begin that, that practice? So I got, I got into meditating, uh, you know, I, I started seeing someone to, as a therapist to, okay. to talk about different things. And they got me into the practice of meditation nice. and started with guided meditations, right? Where, okay. you know, he was kind of walking me through the meditation process. I had never meditated on my own. Right. Um, so he provided me with a lot of the tools to be able to continue meditating on a, on a daily basis. Um, YouTube. You know, would be my recommendation, Spotify, okay. podcast. YouTube, guided meditations, just yeah. looking up. Yeah, and okay. just try out, you know, kind of do your research. Yeah, uh, there's I know there's Headspace, Calm Now, yeah. a couple different meditation apps. There's one that I found online that, that was one of the ones that I started off with. Was Her name was uh, Tara Brock. I don't know if you've ever ever heard I'm of her. Um, she has a lot of uh, guided meditations that were really, really good, where she's kind of like talking you through them. A little bit on the longer side, so maybe not the best for like a, yeah. a beginner, but... Definitely one that was good because it, it kind of like guided you, like, you know, folk, take a focus on your breath, which seems to be the consistent theme across uh, different medi guided meditations that I heard where it always comes mm -hmm. back to the breath. And that's, you know, building that awareness and just allowing yourself to, you know, when you drift away from thought that you come back to that that place. Yeah. Um, so that, to me, that that's that's definitely what's worked worked best. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, th I think everyone's different, right? Yeah. Everyone kind of. Has their different form of yeah. meditation. Yeah, I mean, there's fitness. You know, people work out as meditation. People go for a walk, and they're just very aware when they walk. Um, so I think there's different forms, but it definitely seems to be like when you go within and you kind of close your eyes and you tr practice that pra practice of meditation is where you kind of reap the the most amount of benefits for sure. I would agree. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh another thing that i wanted to ask you right and it was kind of like touching on one of the points that 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 we were just speaking on was relationships and um you know you know being an entrepreneur whether you're an entrepreneur or not but the battle of handling a relationship while you know developing a business or working or you know we're all trying to aspire to be something right what what is it that that you do between you and your partner that is something that that works well for you and you know being cognitive of each other's time, you know, understanding that she has her life, you have your life and you have your priorities and she has your priorities. But at the end of the day, you take the time obviously um, to take care of each other. What, what, what does that look like on, on your end? Yeah. I think in all relationships, whether it's friendships or, you know, whether you're married to someone or dating someone, yeah, um, you got to communicate, right? You guys, you, you got to be able to express yourselves, be honest with each other and kind of lay out, guidelines and kind of a framework of you know these are things that are important to me you know and, and kind of go uh back and forth you know understanding what your partner's needs are or yeah. your friend's needs are um so having an open line of communication and being able to talk you know i think has been key um the meditation practice that we were talking about before is something that we do together every nice. day okay um, we live in miami beach so we have it accessible to us 
in a way where we can just kind of wake up and go. And how does that like joint meditation practice look like? Is she there sitting there doing her thing and you're just there uh, doing your thing and it's kind of like a shared experience or are you guys doing something together um, in that in that experience? It's more of the shared experience. Okay. It's more of the shared experience and, you know, I, we share a lot of the same interests, you know, so through some of those interests, we also, you know, feel like, it, it helps with that meditation practice, with the mental well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we love to hike. We love to travel. Um, we share those interests, so it's something that we can definitely bond upon and, cool. and do together and, and really enjoy. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm in a relationship as well, and I think communication is definitely the key. You know, just whatever's on your mind, speak it. Always be transparent. Um, and Another thing is, it's like being understanding of their emotions and their mental space, right? Because we can be really quick to to kind of react, right? And I think meditation kind of helps with this, right? Where we're not so quick to react based off something that our partner may have said um, or something that they did, right? It's about being more understanding of your partner, you know, whether it's in business, like you said, whether it's your friend, whether it's your significant other, um, it's not being so quick to judge and so quick to react based off of your partner's or friend um, or business partner's reaction, right? It's about being understanding of like, they may have had a bad day that day. Maybe that's what that trigger was. Or you don't know what they're going on in their mental space, right? Or their family space, whatever it may be. Everyone's got something going on, right? So it's like the more understanding that we are, the less of a reaction each other's going to have, each one of that person's going to have. So it's going to allow you to feel more, connected and figure out what's the best way to handle that situation and to me that's something that's that's worked across the board you know from you know my relationship with my parents to my relationship with my brothers to my relationship with with my girlfriend my friends about not being so quick to react and being more understanding about how they feel and what may be going on in in their life yeah and what you're describing is empathy yeah you know and that's something that is key for our society. Yeah, you exactly. know, being understanding and being open-minded enough to say, "Hey, maybe I don't think the same as that person," uh, but that's okay. Yeah, you know, and being supportive of people, you know, rather than trying to kind of bring them to your views or kind of what you believe, appreciate what they believe and learn from that. Yeah, you know, and and hear a different opinion, a different perspective, and and be able to just appreciate it from the outside as opposed to maybe trying to change it or yeah, and not like assuming the worst out of that person too. I think you know, I I catch myself. Uh, you know, doing that frequently too, where for some reason I'm assuming that the worst out of that person, whether it's a random stranger or someone like the, the intentions of that person is not good. Right. Which that may not be the case. It may be the case. You know, there are people out there that, that, that are not the best, but we all have something deep down that causes, I'm a big believer that deep down we all have good in us. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw an abuelita cut you off the other day and you kind of went off in your car. Like um, I don't know if it was an abuelita, <laughs> but <laughs> it does happen. The, the, the road rage can get to you here in Miami. Yeah, that's for yeah, damn sure. That's the first thing that came to my mind that, <laughs> that I've been working on. <laughs> Dude, the, ro- the, the Miami drivers test your patience. That's for damn sure, bro. Yeah. But uh, before turn we get... signal probably doesn't work. Oh, no. Turn, single, turn signals work, don't work. work. <laughs> um, uh, people... I mean, I've seen the craziest things. People driving on the wrong side of traffic. Like Maybe they're in a rush. Maybe they're, you know... Maybe I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt <laughs> that they have a reason for being the way that they are. That's for sure. Um, but before we move on, I wanted to crack one of these open. Obviously, you've tried the beer. Um, the you know, beer the podcast is, is powered uh, by Johnny Cuba. Um, so, um, 
I got to stay hydrated when I'm on the podcast. For those, you know, that haven't heard about it, it's a light lager, German beer. Um, we're brewed in Germany, uh, but we sell it right now throughout the whole state of Florida. It's a 5% beer. Um, really easy drinking. Cheers, Cheers brother. Um, but, you know, it's what keeps my voice working when I'm uh, recording these. So I got to get a little sip in. It's a good beer. Where can I get this? Uh, so right now, here in Florida, you can find it at Sedano's Presidente Supermarket. Um, locally, a couple liquor stores like Vintage Liquors, um, Sunset Liquors, a couple Chevron gas stations that we're in. We actually just got approved for Winn-Dixie. So uh, somewhere in Q1 of 2022, we sh you should be able to find them at pretty much most Winn-Dixies. Um, and then we'll see from there. It's definitely been... Uh, a grind but um you know if you want to try the beer support the beer you could definitely find it at sedanos and at presidente supermarket every one of those locations has it throughout the state of florida so if you pass by awesome. one of those you could definitely definitely find it there um so before we wrap up we got the segment uh talk to donkey to me uh <laughs> you already answered the first question clear cut the <laughs> I beach i don't think so no? No, I say you hit me with it again. Oh, okay. All right, so beaches or mountains? Mountains. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. The beach is what's close to me. So, yeah, beach is convenient, but you're more of a mountain guy? Yeah, what, I love the mountains. Wh what is it about the mountains? There's something in the air. You know, I just, I, uh, I love all kinds of mountains. You know, it's, I've been through a lot of them. I've climbed a few. Um, and, yeah, there's just something about being up what, in the mountains. Um, what mountains have you climbed? Uh, Pico Duarte in the Dominican Republic. It's the tallest peak in the Caribbean. Okay. Um, I've done trails out in the West Coast. I've done trails out in Arizona. Nice. Um, not necessarily summits, but, you know, Havasu is a, a pretty long hike that, that we've been able to do and a lot of alpine lakes up in the Pacific Northwest. Nice. Um, but, yeah, there's just this crispness in the air and, you know, this feeling. It's a different sense of, like, quiet out there, too. I don't know what it is. For sure. It's like you're surrounded by all these trees. Like you don't really have like, because like to me, the ocean has depth, right? Yeah. The mountains, unless you're on the peak, you can kind of see some sort of depth out there. But like being in the mountains, it's like, I don't know, like head on <laughs> your shoulder. Like, I don't know. It's, it's cool. You worried about the bears? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the bear. <laughs> More the deers, bro. I don't trust the deers. <laughs> um, so action movies or scary movies? Action movies. What's favorite action movie? Or Man, I, I wouldn't pick either action or scary movies, really? but favorite right, action then what's movie? What are you, like a rom-com guy? Or a yeah, I'm a little embarrassed to say it. But I'm, yeah. a, I'm a huge rom-com yeah, guy. Yeah, Wedding Crashers is Wedding Crashers? Know, top three of all time, I think. It's up there. That's a good I one. like comedy. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a comedy guy. Yeah. Um, classic Dumb and Dumber with Jim <laughs> Carrey and uh, what's the other guy's name? I forget his name now. But uh, you've seen, have you seen Dumb and yeah, Dumber? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I think that's like, <laughs> that's my comedy. It's just like stupid comedy. Um, but... Um, Cool. All right. So obviously Latin inspired uh, Spanglish type of uh, podcast and and brand between Johnny Cuba and Stay Tranquilo. Uh, what's your favorite uh, Cuban dish or Hispanic dish of choice? Mm. Man, there's a few that I really like. Um, my favorite dish of all time is number 31 at Rio Cristal. Uh, wow. Very specific. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, what, and what does that it's, entail? It's a palomilla with onions and a mountain of french fries on top of nice them. yes uh, and it comes I, uh, one of my boys he always eats that and it's always on his story and it's just <laughs> there a mountain of fries on top and I'm like that actually does look really yeah, good yeah i think that would be one of my go-to's if uh 
okay. you know, on death row, how you get one. Yeah, point. that's yeah. that's how you're going. That with? might be it. Interesting. Uh, hopefully, I'm never on death row, but <laughs> at least you know where you're gonna go with if it does happen. Yeah, I'd probably go palomia or vaca frita. Solid, yeah. solid. And Rio Cristal has the best one. They have the best palomia with the fries. Yeah, um, vaca frita. There's a little cafe. There's a couple cafes. You know, I like the small mom Friends and pop cafe. shop. Yeah, I was gonna say the Friends Cafe here in our kind of warehouse park. Friends. Um, they do well. make a good colada there too. Yeah, they do. And there used to be one at, by the old blue office called Tinajita. It's okay. out by Tamiami Airport and just a small kind of hole-in-the-wall type of place. Nice. Uh, family run, you know, made with love. Always. Yeah. Love love is the key <laughs> to every every recipe. Like, I can tell if my, if my grandma ever hears this, she might get angry at me. But, <laughs> <laughs> she, like, there's days where she makes food at the house, right? Dude, I'm talking about bomb, 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 best arroz con pollo, like, awesome. And you could tell, like, that day she went the extra effort to make it out of love. When there's those days where she may be like in a little bad mood or a cranky mood, <laughs> and she's like, "I'm just popping this out to like pop it out," it just it just doesn't it's taste the, the same, same, dude. Oh man, <laughs> I hope your grandma doesn't watch YouTube. Oh uh, yeah, she's gonna be like, what the <laughs> hell. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Um, what else did I want to ask you? Um, oh, favorite travel destination. Favorite travel destination. I'd have to say Dominican Republic. Uh, just because, you know, I've been there over a hundred times yeah. and it feels like home to me. Okay. Um, and I love it. You know, the Dominican Republic has mountains, it has beaches. Um, it has that rural kind of atmosphere where, you know, everything's in familia, mm -hmm. you know? So I definitely love that country. It's, it's impacted my life in many ways. Um, so I'd say that's number one. If I'm just giving a travel recommendation, uh, I'm telling people to go spend two weeks in Utah. In southern Utah, nice, um, and enjoy everything that there is to see there because there's about four or five national parks, as well as Lake Powell. Yes, and, I hear um, Lake Powell is sick. Yeah, that combination. You know, I, I'm a big national park guy, so there's a lot. You know, the Tetons, uh, Yosemite, mm -hmm. um, Glacier. There's so many parks that you know they take your breath away. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and anytime I'm out there in nature and able to have my breath taken away, you know, it's a really grounding experience. It nature. reminds me of how small we are. Um, in a good way, yeah. you know, where we're here for such a finite amount of time. We're here for such a short amount of time when you think about it the universe perspective. as a whole. And it makes you think, you know, hey, what's my impact going to be? What's my legacy going to be? Yeah. Where, where do I want to allocate my time, which is the most important resource that I yeah. have? And um, I think that's that's a really good point. You know, like the aspect of, you know, we have such, you know, little time here. And, and in the grand scheme of things, like we're so little and irrelevant right you know we have our purpose but in the grand scheme of things like what seems so big is not that big right and you know when i when i started state though it originated off of that right you know kind of like just thinking like why am i getting so worked up over this when in the grand scheme of things like there's bigger problems out there than the problem that i may be having or the thought that i may be having um you know there's always a solution and things do always get better right um so when things look so you know dark and so gloomy right there's always a better coming right because in the grand scheme of things there's so much good to life right so don't get so consumed on on what sucks be more consumed about like you said what's so great about this uh planet and about this life you know the beautiful nature and, and i think nature does provide that it makes us realize fuck dude like this shit's awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah man but sure. um and before we wrap it up um a book and a podcast that you would recommend to uh to people i know you're a big podcast guy yeah, I, l I love podcasts. Um, my recommendation would be Startup 
Uh, it's the first podcast I, I ever started heard. listening to that one. That yeah. one's you know, it's it's cool to hear now uh, because it's basically an entrepreneur launching a podcast yep. business. You know, someone who was working for someone else, creating an amazing podcast, decides to leave it all behind and start a business. Uh, someone who has no experience starting a business. So yeah. he basically records all his conversations as he's conceptualizing this new venture, yep. uh, recording his pitches to investors. Um, and it really gives you an inside look at his vision for podcasting. And I want to say that podcast came out. 2014. Was it 2014? I'm, I'm pretty it, sure. I, yeah. I, 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 was, I was looking at the at the dates, at least on Spotify. And I, I want to say it was 2014. Yeah. It could have been sooner, I, but. And it, you know, it was just very, uh, you know, visionary. You know, I think it's it's cool to look back and watch him basically bring podcasting to the mainstream. And now. Think about how many podcasts exist and how many Because he started Gimlet, Gimlet Media, right? Yeah. He's the founder of uh, Gimlet Media. And, um, you know, he's just an, an incredible, you know, it shows you when you're passionate about something and you really care about something and you become very good at it, you know, sky's the limit. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I always appreciate learning about visionaries who maybe early on were told, hey, you're crazy. There's no way this is going to work. You know, you have a ceiling on how big you can get. And the next thing you know, podcasts are you know, one of the biggest growing industries in the world. And only getting bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And a book that you would recommend to somebody? Or if you're, are you a reader? Yeah, I like books. I've read some books in my time. Um, (laughs) Are you a Harry Potter guy? No, (laughs) I did read The Hunger Games. Or or Twilight. Um, Love The Hunger Games. You know, I thought that was a great series. Um, That's the the fiction recommendation. Um, Another fiction recommendation, The Alchemist. I think anyone. Alchemist is awesome. Anyone, it's a good book to even read multiple times, mm-hmm. you know, depending at different phases of your life. You yeah. know, it can mean a lot of different things. Um, so I'll give The Alchemist as one recommendation and as a uh, nonfiction kind of biography, uh, Mountains Beyond Mountains by Paul Farmer, uh, or actually written by Tracy Kidder about Paul Farmer and his life. And he's a philanthropist uh, educator who has made a big impact in Haiti. And we can okay. learn a lot from his story. Cool. Yeah. Really cool. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. And I uh, appreciate you being on. And um, for anyone that wants to follow Danny, obviously some of his other ventures, where can they find you? Where can they find Blue Missions, Cultura? Yeah, check out Blue Missions uh, on Instagram, at Blue Missions, on Facebook, Blue Missions, website, bluemissions.org. We're always looking for volunteers, for donors, yes. for, for people to just I got to get out there. I've been, I've been dying to do a trip. Yeah, so make sure you follow us there on the production side, Cultura Creative. Uh, we'll link all the information uh, in the description of this pod. So thanks yeah. for having me on, and I appreciate you you giving Cultura and Blue this platform. Uh, looking forward to, to watch Stay Tranquilo keep growing. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you for you know helping out with all of this. So My pleasure. Let's keep making things happen. <laughs> let's do it. All right, guys. Cheers, Cheers. brother. Until next time. Yes, sir.